Hello and welcome to the Diction Police. Tis soon the Messiah season, so it's only fitting that today's topic is O Thou That Tellest Good Tidings to Zion. We've covered several of the Messiah arias here on the podcast, all of which are still available, and the complete Messiah with phonetic transcriptions and text readings is also available at the Diction Police Special Diction Unit. There are two versions of this podcast, the full video tutorial or the audio version, both of which you can find at the blog page or you can download through your favorite podcast app. For more information about today's contributor, Jason Nadecki, or for the accompanying PDF to this text, which includes an IPA transcription along with the poetic and also word-for-word translations into German or French, please visit www.dictionpolice.com. You can also follow the Diction Police on Facebook or Twitter at Diction Police. Messiah is the sixth oratorio composed by George Friedrich Händel. With a libretto by Charles Jennings based on the King James Bible, the work is split into three parts. Part one is the Prophecies and the Annunciation and comprises most of the best-known pieces, including Every Valley, But Who May Abide, O Thou That Tellest Good Tidings to Zion, The People That Walked in Darkness, Rejoice Greatly, and the duet, Come Unto Him, He Shall Feed His Flock. Part two focuses on the Passion, and it includes He Was Despised, Why Did the Nations So Furiously Rage, and Thou Shalt Break Them, culminating in the Hallelujah Chorus. And part three deals with the resurrection, beginning with I know that my Redeemer liveth, and including the trumpet shall sound, and if God be for us. Handel composed the music for Messiah in 24 days, which seems very fast to our modern way of thinking, but was a normal time frame for composers of the time. He continued to revise and recompose sections of the work for different singers and forces, which explains why there are several versions of some of the arias for different voice types or even for chorus. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. O thou that tellest good tidings to Zion, get thee up into the high mountain. O thou that tellest good tidings to Jerusalem, lift up thy voice with strength, lift it up, be not afraid. Say unto the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. I think the overriding topic with this song is the fact that T's and D's come together all over the place. Mm-hmm. That tellest. Good tidings. So with those, we have a choice. It isn't wrong to do that tellist. It isn't wrong to do that tellist. So we don't need to worry about committing some kind of grave error. (laughs) You have to let your taste help you decide. 
Right. Does it create a misunderstanding to do one or the other? Does it sound sloppy to do that tear list? Does it sound too overly thought out or fussy if you do that tear list? I think in the beginning of this aria, where we have that tear list, probably you could get away with, and I would likely sing, if I were an alto, uh, <laughs> that tear list. Thou that tellest, especially in this triple meter, we have thou that tellest, that tellest. And then with good tidings? Good tidings, too. You could do that, good tidings, that, that tellest, good tidings. Oh, boy. Yeah, see, we sort of get inundated with this sound. What we most often hear, I think, is an unreleased T and an unreleased D. Oh, yeah. thou that tellest good tidings to Zion. I think that tellest is nice with the unreleased T because it is to t t t. Yeah. However, good tidings would be possible. Mm -hmm. Actually, both of them would be possible, right? All the options are possible. <laughs> yeah. I would advise that tellest good tidings. So a nice released D on good. So that we hear the difference between good and that. Yeah, because good tidings sounds a bit sloppy if we just leave it at goo. Yeah. What about get the... Do we have to really release the T there? I like it because it's imperative. It's a command. And it helps that feeling. It helps that intention to use a good T. You don't have yes. to. You can do get the up. But get thee up with a nice glottal on up. Right. Another one we have back to back where we shouldn't make elision. And the glory, which I, I don't care for. I would like a good D. And the glory of the Lord. And the. Yeah, not and the. Right. Back to the top, because now we're in the recitative. Yes. And we're at everybody's favorite word, virgin. Virgin. Please don't say the R. Right. And, and also, in some dialects of English, not American and not British, but in other parts of the world where they speak English as a native language, sometimes you'll hear virgin. Oh, yes. So no, be careful with that. It's that great, long, stressed schwa, if you can believe it. Right. By stressed, I mean it's in the main syllable in English. We have this funny phenomenon where... Uh, a schwa can be in the main syllable, virgin. And there we show it with the capital schwa, if you like, because it's in that stressed. And the R is then taken into the vowel. It's not separate. No. So not vir, not v, not ver, but ver. Then we get jin. And this is slow enough that you can make a good i. Virgin. Yeah. The first syllable of Virgin is the same sound as the uh that comes before it, right? A virgin, yeah. The uh that comes before will be, may seem a little different because it's so weak. A virgin shall conceive, but you can think of them as the same neutral position. Similarly on conceive, you don't need to make conceive. Right, and there again the danger is that we see that O we and see. we want to make it more important than it is. Right. Then it is. A lot of altos do that. A virgin shall conceive 
and bear a son. And here we have the diphthong that's created because of the R. Yes, so bear. And notice that you can do the diphthong and then a linking R. And bear a son, which works really well. Yeah. The very first word, remember that we have this prefix BE as be. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. In that case, do you want the D at the end of and bear? And bear a son, yes. This is slow and drawn out and presenting a message that's really important. So there are lots of traps in here, and we'll hear them all at this slowish tempo. Right. And shall call his name Emmanuel. Now there in connected speech, that proper name, Emmanuel, is usually with schwa. But here we've talked about in Messiah a tradition of some of these weak final syllables being pronounced e, eh, and that isn't wrong. There is actually good literature that supports this. So we can opt for Emmanuel. Which I think also helps us to get an L in the front of the mouth. That is bright, right. Not Emmanuel, but right. Emmanuel. And shall. You can do that great special English vowel a uh, on yeah. both words back to back. And shall call his name Emmanuel. Also on manual. Then also keep a good glottal on i. Go for that. Name Emmanuel. Especially because we want to point out his name. Yeah, like they're in quotation marks that Emmanuel. Exactly. God with us. The point is God, not with us. So there I don't think you need a glottal on us, especially in the setting. God with us, with us. What we're saying here is that Emmanuel means God with us. Exactly. So to me, I think with is even more important than God in this and place. And puts that on the top note. God with us. Exactly. Most often we hear God with us. So let's correct a few things. Yes. We don't split them all up. A lovely rounded O is good on God. The voice th is more regular for British pronunciation. And we can link in. So God with us becomes God with us. Which sounds more like a declaration. Yes, and that pronunciation sounds a bit more formal, I suppose, yeah. but suits the repertoire and the accent. And the message. And the message, yeah. Oh, thou. Each time in the aria, we can have a nice good glottal. Oh, thou. On the O. That tellest good tidings to Zion. Zion, Zion, Zion. There we can make our schwa acknowledge the O. Okay. So we've talked before about how schwa can morph a bit. It isn't a set pronunciation. Here it's given a bit of length. We don't need to make it Zion. Right. And especially no J glide in there, not Zion. Right. So we have the diphthong I, and then a neutral ending. 
that may have a bit of old coloring in the schwa, but you don't need to head to on. Okay. Zion. To Zion. Zion. And the two is a real closed U sound, a, a real closed two, to Zion. Yes. Similarly, in the next line, get the up into the high mountain. And he actually puts into on the wrong syllable. Yeah, it is said a bit odd. Into, yeah. We know the word is into. And if you put a bit of a glottal on that, it'll help it. So maybe even point that up as almost a, a hemiola feeling so that the i becomes more strong. Get the up into the high mountain. Yes. Jerusalem. Good tidings to Jerusalem. Jerusalem, traditionally pronounced in Messiah with eh. At the end. And that's okay. Yeah. We do that. And the S in this word in English is unvoiced. It's not Jerusalem. That is one way of pronouncing it. But I would say that should be in more connected speech. In this kind of formal setting, go with the unvoiced S. Okay. Lift up thy voice with strength. See, there I like with strength. With is not wrong. Absolutely not. I know. I just like with. You I know do. that. But in singing before the s, most British singers with, with, with strength, because the st, with strength, is hard to do. It's a lot of consonants in a row right there. With str, str. It sure is. We have the th, theta, str. With strength. For, again, for some people who want to say strength with just an N before the last theta, it, this really does go to the mm, strength. Yeah. Mm, that NG combination. Forming. Exactly. The phoneme. Mm, where the back of the tongue is at the top. Exactly. Mm. The other line that always comes back to me is arise. Shine, for thy light is come. We have this diphthong. same diphthong over and over. Yes. Arise, shine, for thy light is come. A nice bright ah. And at the end of the diphthong, we have a little i. Arise, shine. And we really want to stay on that primary vowel. That's what we're looking for. Yes, on the bright ah. And the f, I would say for in regular speech, and I think I did when I said the line the first time. How do we want to say that word? For. For. For thy light is come. We're not acknowledging the R then at all. It's just an open O, no it's R. Gone. It's gone. Say unto the cities of Judah. So there, make a nice of, not cities of. It's too shallow. Behold your God, your God. With the diphthong there for the your, yes. for the R. In this case here, the R is reduced to schwa because of the spelling O-U-R. That mm -hmm. would become systematically open O and schwa in this okay. British pronunciation. God. In comparison to the L-O-R-D? Lord. Right, because that spelling, O, R, consonant, <laughs> in that combination, the O is just open O. Yeah. Not lowered. So, your, 
but Lord, for you hear there's no need for the little schwa on the end. Right. Glory. You can really use that nice cluster of gl. Make sure you get to a good rounded o in of. And the glory of the Lord is risen. You can use a nice rolled on risen. And with glory, then we want to use that flipped R. Yeah. In that intervocalic setting, a flipped R is good. Of course, it's yeah. not rule like we have in Italian with intervocalic R, but it works very well in this. And the glory, glory yeah. of the Lord is risen upon thee. It's and nice. that's the one that I would feel like is a trap because I would want to say upon thee. I was just going to say, watch that final syllable. An is quite ringing in the ears in not a yeah. good way. An, upon, on. Rounded, it'll sing well too. Yeah. One thing I could say in lift it up, it's possible in this setting to do lift it up with glottals on both of the words. Lift it up, it's up. We don't want lift it up, it right. up, it up, it up. Be clean with it and clear. And actually, we really don't want the first two words together, and I'm not going to demonstrate it because it creates a kind of a nasty word in English. Especially if you articulate the first T, yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. put, a, put a space in between. Not a space. Put a glottal there. Yeah. Yeah. Lift it up. I wanted to expand a little on the rules that govern R's in English diction, because they're a little different than what I learned in school. We used to always say that an R doesn't get pronounced if it comes before another consonant, but that's not exactly the case. There are some situations where we pronounce the R as a schwa, creating a diphthong, as in the word bear. This doesn't only happen after an open E. When we see the spelling O plus vowel plus R, this also happens, as in your, your god. What's interesting to note is that in the first case, we can make the linking R, meaning that any time the R reduces to a schwa, if it's followed by another vowel, we say the schwa and then also flip the R. In the phrase bear a son, since the word bear is followed by the word a, we could either make the glottal between these two words, bear a son, or we can flip an R between them. Bear a son. R does disappear when preceded by A, either the stressed or the unstressed schwa, and the open O when it's not part of one of those sequences we just mentioned. For thy light is come, Lord, the glory of the Lord. We do pronounce the R when it's intervocalic or when it begins a word, as in arise, Jerusalem, and risen. In the Messiah, it's customary to roll our R's. We said that in the phrase lift it up, we need very wet aspirate T's to make the words clear. In casual speech, we're most likely to turn these T's into something much closer to a D, lifted up. But this sound doesn't carry very far in a hall. That's one of the dangers of singing in English, that we try to sing exactly as we speak. And especially when we practice in small spaces, of course we understand the text.
But usually, messiah arias are being performed in churches or huge concert halls, oftentimes places with a great deal of reverberation, which automatically softens the diction. So the more you can spit out an aspirate consonant, the better chance you have of being understood. This wet tea is also applicable in cities as opposed to cities, and thy light is come as opposed to thy light is come. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. O thou that tellest good tidings to Zion, get thee up into the high mountain. O thou that tellest good tidings to Jerusalem. Lift up thy voice with strength. Lift it up. Be not afraid. Say unto the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. This interview with Jason Nadecki was conducted by Ellen Rissinger. The accompanying phonetic transcription is by Ellen Rissinger and Jason Nadecki. This has been the Diction Police Special Diction Unit, a production of Singing Diction GBR.